Hey, you found us. Welcome to Comfortably Uncomfortable, Not Another Running Story. I'm Megan Fanning, and I'm joined by Sean Meehan. We created this podcast to continue the real conversations that we have when we get outside to run, bike, surf, climb, or whatever it is that you do. We love the real conversations when boundaries come down, because really, that's when it gets interesting. The information in this podcast represents the views and opinions of Zendurance Now Coaching. This content has been made available for informational and educational purposes. This podcast is not intended to be a substitute for medical or psychological advice or treatment. We may be right, we may be wrong. Either way, be a solid human. If you're thinking about making questionable decisions, please seek out an appropriate professional. Hey boys, what's going on? Hey Megan. Hi, Megan. How are you doing? I am so good. How are you, Sean? Oh, every day is a great day. Every How day is gorgeous. How are you, gorgeous. Sam? I'm, I'm a little, I'm excellent, but I'm wiped out. Big weekend. <laughs> I like your sweatshirt. Thank you. Thank you. It's new. It's in it's, you know, when you have a new sweatshirt and it's still all like fuzzy and comfy inside. Yep. I don't want to wash it. Yeah, before it shrinks two sizes when you walk it, wash it, right? I know. Well, I bought it in an extra large, so it can, so it has room to shrink. Perfect. Like seven sizes, I think, for you, Megan. Mm Mm-hmm. But I knew it would shrink, so. So, Ready to go. So what are we talking about today, guys? Dude, I think we're going to talk about goals and struggles. That's a great idea, Sean. How'd you come up with that? Dude, I didn't come up with it. But you know what I did? I came up with a format where we would have two goals mm-hmm. and two struggles. Well, no, no. We're going to do, we're going to, aren't we going to talk about the goal and the struggle at the same time? Or should we like, how should we do that? I don't know. You tell me, Megan. What do we want to do? Do we want to do goal, struggle, <laughs> goal, struggle, 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 goal, goal? Are we ending positive? Are we ending negative? What are we doing? I don't know. Sam, what do you think? Let's solve this. We have problems. What do we do? What do we do? I don't know. I got to I mean, to me, I, I got to talk about them separately because it, it hurts my, I mean, some of them go together, but, uh, you know, some of them are dis, disjointed. Like yeah, the, I, the struggle isn't necessarily a part of the goal. I concur. So, See, mine yeah. are connected. Ah. So, I just screwed up the format. Well, you didn't, Megan. We just didn't know what the assignment was. We failed at our assignment. Our goals so, were, and our and our struggles were not intertwined. Although, so my, my goal, my first, my, my first goal and struggle is intertwined. My second one is not. So, oh. my goal is to have an organized podcast. My struggle <laughs> is me. <laughs> yes, is my me. struggle is the battle on the other side known as Sean Meehan, who does, who resists any form of organization. So. Anarchy. Yeah. Cause he can't have it anywhere else, you know? Everything. So, he brings, else, so you bring it into I, my world. My, my training plans are super structured. My like family life is super structured. My work life is super structured. We just, we have so to then have why something can't you Carry it over, carry it over onto me. Because this is supposed to be for fun, Megan. I'm supposed to have fun doing this. Chaos is not fun. 
<laughs> chaos, chaos, chaos is king. Oh man, it's it's All good. Right. We, you know, that's one of your struggles, Megan. Apparently, is dealing with chaos. Actually, it really is. I that's not even on my list. I may have to have a third. Uh huh. How long is this fucking podcast going to be? <laughs> Dude, like this is we're we're recording real late today. I have like a drop dead time because I have to eat dinner and go to sleep. I'm an old man. I wake up early. God, speaking of chaos, why again? Why? <laughs> okay. All right. So, how is everybody today? <laughs> Dude, I think we're doing awesome. Yes, we yeah. are. We're good. We're good. The days right. are getting longer. You know, the sun comes up at like six in the morning now, and it's still light out. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. Even, yeah, it is. You know, I do appreciate that. Yes. It's finally it's, snowing. It's finally wintertime in New England. Just in time for spring. Just in time for yep. spring. Yes. Yep. <laughs> so, well, you've still been skiing your ass off up at Killington, haven't you? Dude, I've been up. Um, I'm sure my boss is not super amped because, like, at least once a week, a storm has been coming in. I'm like, hey, can I take the day off tomorrow? And so I don't think he's been super, super amped about that. Um, but, yeah, I've been trying to get up and get some fresh snow in. I'm not going up for this Tuesday storm. And it'll probably end up being a very large storm, and I'll be very sad. Because it's supposed to be large down here in Connecticut and not as much up north. Um, but it'll probably probably change. It'll probably be super hot, big storm up north and nothing down here. Has, it's my been, luck. It's been snowing all day here. Actually, I mean, it's been snowing all day, and it was snow- it snowed all day yesterday, too. I mean, just that constant, like, you know, the, the, the fat snow, the nice snow. Yeah. Sparkly snow. Mm-hmm. Yep. And the total accumulation is an inch, right? Yep. After 36 hours or something. Let's see. I'm looking out my window. We probably have about six inches. Do you see that, any snowshoes out there? Is that a real six inches or an Irish six inches? <laughs> <laughs> it has to be Irish. You know, she can't help herself. Yep. <laughs> there you go there's your there's your clip for the the podcast for the promo meg wow. <laughs> oh you're killing me smalls who's going first today dude i think you should go first set the tone megan yeah. we we've already done a, a i've done my most disrupt as much of this podcast as humanly possible so set the tone for us All right. get us back on track megan Okay. Keep us keep us away from the chaos. Okay. What do you have for a goal and a struggle? And are they okay. intertwined, Megan? Yes, they actually are. So so I've been, you know, I've been talking to you guys about how my leg is healing and it's in rehab and this and that. And I realize that I really can't um I really can't get above um to, like single digits with running because what happens is it hurts. It just hurts my my hip and it hurts my back. Uh, so I made a decision. I think I'm going to devote this season to, um, to racing my bike and I love my gravel bike. That is, that is my absolute favorite. And like just admitting that, okay, I'm going to let go. I'm just going to let go of running for a while. I'm not, 
able to say I'm giving it up, but today it just, it hurts if I do too many miles. So I can't, I can't really train. I opened up, um, I opened up a bunch of cycling races. I'm looking at cycling races and I have no idea what to do. I'm looking at all these races going, Hmm, do I want to go long or, you know, like a hundred miles, 50 miles? Do I want to try to race? Do I want to go, um, shorter distances? Do I want more technical courses? Do I, I'm so it's, so it is a goal and a struggle. Um, when I bike, um, I've, I'm, I'm a pretty strong cyclist. I don't really know where that comes from, but I don't have any body pain when I push myself really hard. Um, so yeah, so I got to figure out my gravel bike racing and I need some good races and yeah, I don't know what to do. Grass Pichitza. Yes, that's, it. I believe it was full, um, uh-huh. but I saw on one of my social media pages, somebody was trying to transfer their, um, trying to transfer their entry. So I was like, hmm, that, but the date was questionable. I had something going on with a family commitment. So that one's a, that one is a question mark. I think I'm not a huge is, fan. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, is Vermont Overland sold out? Hmm, I'll write it down. That's, and, that's supposed to be a great race. Yeah. The guy who runs it has a big party at his house and everything. Afterwards, it's uh, a Do you know the distances? I do not. I do, no. Okay. And but do you know the course? They, they do. Well, it's it's Vermont. Class A lot of class four roads. Um, okay. So dirt roads and class four roads. Okay. Um, good. Yeah, that's what I like. Uh, so more, probably more on more, I would assume it's more techie for a gravel mm-hmm. ride. Um, yeah, but that's okay. And I can then go pretty fast on those. You got, you got, does, is Andy still doing his gravel ride? I imagine so. Um, so you got that as an option. The Endurance and Society. Endurance Society, yeah. I don't know what the name of his ride is. That'll be that'll be hilly as fuck because Andy's a sadistic oh, yeah. motherfucker. Um, I remember looking at that course because we were gonna do it last year again, but something came up. Um, I had a date conflict conflict, but I looked at the course and went, "Whoa!" And it also looks super technical, like maybe you should be riding a mountain bike kind of thing rather than rather than a gravel bike. But I mean, then, I figure worst case scenario, I just get off the bike and I carry it. And then if you, no, no, no. if, if you were looking to do some mountain bike races, you got Vermont 50 is. Yeah. Huge. I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want a mountain bike race. Um, I you like got, the, yeah. Yeah. Mountain got, bike racing. Yeah. Uh-uh. You could do Leadville 100. That's a mountain bike race, but it doesn't have, I mean, I would assume it has to be, but it is not a technical mountain bike race from my understanding. If it's, it's not, on like dirt roads and stuff like that, it's, that's fine, but I can't, I don't want to do a technical yeah. mountain bike. It's dirt roads. Mm-hmm. You got to do a qualifier for it, too. And I think mm-hmm. the new I could do race. that though. Yeah. Oh, you're right. You're right. Peak um, peak races puts on a uh, qualifier for it at right. Blood Root, but that is a technical right. race. Or a more yeah, I think race. I I'm very 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 good at climbing on my bike. Um, and I also, I would fall into the category of like a diesel sprinter, um, where 
you know, I'm not so good at doing the short distances, but if you're talking like, you know, 400, you know, 400 yards, um, you know, 500, you know, those, those middle distances, I'm really, really good at. Um, so yeah, so I can, you know, I can have some speed and I like to ride fast, but the thing, the thing about mountain biking is I like to ride my mountain bike, but it has to be like chill and casual. I have no desire to jump over things. Um, I have no desire to break any more bones. Um, I've lived in a hospital bed. I don't like it. And once, you know, yeah. And if you have, if you're afraid of falling, what's going to happen? You fall. Right. <laughs> and so that's why on my mountain bike, I just need to, I always stay like chill and happy. You know, some days I'm, some days I'm great going over things. Other days it's just, you know, I'm not feeling it. So, but the, the other weird thing is, you know, I've coached, you know, I've coached others, you know, for, for selling, but actually to come up with a plan myself. And even this morning I was like, you know, should I get a cycling coach? So goal and struggle. Good, but good coaches have coaches. I yep. know. I know. Yeah, I think, you know, pick one, you know, at least so you have a target and, you know, can direct some energy to. You don't have to fill a season right now, although they're pretty popular, these gravel mm-hmm. rides. So, um, when I've done a bunch of them, I mean, I've done them before. I just, you know, always mix them in with my running in the past. Yep. They're really big now. It's funny. I was talking to a client on Friday who races both mountain gravel. And Mm. he's like, there's no mountain bike races anymore. They're all, I mean, there are, but there's many, many of them have just disappeared um, because the gravel rides are so, are so popular. When, um, when I crashed, I destroyed, I destroyed my road bike and man, I love that bike. It was just I just love that bike. But so I said I was never going to ride again. I don't know how many years later it was that, you know, that I was bike shopping and I'm like, oh, I want to, you know, I want a road bike again. And I could not find a road bike that I was comfortable on that I liked. You know, I rode a bunch of them and and I think like a half a dozen people said, you know, Meg, look at look at gravel bikes. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. I got on the gravel bike and I was like, yep, this is it. And it's really nice. I mean, I ride it on the roads, but I ride on, you know, like narrow back roads. So oftentimes when a car comes, there's no shoulder. I can just hop off the shoulder. Also, New Hampshire roads are not um, smooth and easy and fast. <laughs> so it enables me to, it's nice, enables me to, you know, I can ride to my dirt roads. I can ride to the trails and then, you know, and then ride home, which, you know, you can do on a mountain bike, but it's, you know. Well, I mean, the gravel bikes, bike. right? Like they're, the gravel bikes now are, basically old old school mountain bikes geometry wise with like drop bars right so like they're a more yep. comfortable field than a road bike mm-hmm. you're, you're not as splayed out on it yeah um, and i think i'm trying to think the furthest i've ridden my gravel bike i think i mean i think i did maybe 75 miles on the road i think that's my longest road ride on my gravel bike but it was really nice huh. um super comfortable so. Yeah, you got the more upright geometry and the cushy tires, you know, so mm-hmm. be good. Yep. So, you can do so, it. Uh, yeah, I think, I mean, I think I'm going to. I think I just have to start, like, race shopping. But it's, uh, it's 
kind of an unknown world to me. Again, I've done a few races, but um, but I want to so, be able to push myself. So what's your intertwined struggle, whether you should have a coach or whether you should find what race you're looking for? Am, what's your struggle? Oh, it's my struggle. My struggle is my body. And I never, I the way I've been training in rehabbing for the past year is I, I don't have a schedule. I sort of have an idea of what I'm going to do you know, I know what I can do on what days, but I have to listen to my body. Like if, if my back hurts, um, I can't push it. You know, I've, I've broke, I broke my back in one, two, three places. So there are certain spots that if, if I'm sitting in a, you know, in a seat weird, or if um, if I run too much, you know, there are just certain days where I have to back off and I, I can't push through certain kinds of pain. So, um, you you need yeah. my my training approach, which is to you know not to put it on a calendar, but to prioritize workouts during a week, yeah. and yep. uh, and you, that way you you can you know you do what you can do mix and match. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and again, everything in my life is very organized and you know planned, so it it feels it's it's been weird for the last year not having a schedule, but I think i you know Sam, I think I'm actually doing that because I have certain days that I know up uh, I'm only gonna do I'm only gonna do yoga these days. um this is a recovery day or this is my long day on the bike or this is when I'm doing a workout on the bike this this is when I'm gonna try to run um yeah, and I just sort of piece it in, you know, depending on my work schedule nice, nice, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, dealing with the residual pain, um, it's kind of a, just a, it's, I, it's just an overall pain in the ass. Um, and you know, I can't control it. I just broke a lot of bones, tore a lot of, tore a lot of things. So, so it is. Get lots of body work along the way. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mobile, get idea. that scar tissue stretched out. And, you know, I should, what I should do is put the body work on the calendar. Like I should book her out through the summer. I mean, I'm sure she'd be happy to do that, you know, um, but just get it on the calendar because I'm likely to not do it if I'm like, oh yeah, I'm too busy this week or, you know. Oh yeah. I hate scheduling massages like, and like work. It's like, I'll, I'll be like, oh, I'm going to do that. And then six, six hours later, I'm like forgotten about it. Never going to do it. And then like. Two weeks later, I'm like, oh, I really should have done that like two weeks ago. And now I can't get an appointment for a month. And then mm-hmm. that 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 cycle just continues until like. Yep. Yep. Even the massage therapist does that. And yeah. uh, <laughs> I just try to put the fear of God in my clients. Like if, if you don't book, you know, that's fine. But I won't see you when you want it for three to four weeks. So. Um, that's happened with my chiropractor. He used to be really easy and I used to be able to get in, but now he's super popular and everybody found out about him. So I have to book like three weeks out. And so every time I'm there, I'm like, nope, I'm not leaving without without scheduling an appointment. So I've gotten used to doing that with him. So I should just do that with, with the woman that does my massages as well. I mean, it's, I, you know, obviously I'm biased, but it's a super important part of your recovery. Mm Mm-hmm. It is. And yeah, and I, I don't ever have a problem fitting workouts in. Um, it's just kind of at least, you know, switching, you know, I'm used to running all the time, just something different. 
But you'll keep running through the year, right? Two or three times a week? Yeah, right now I'm on about two times a week. Um, and yeah, I'm going, yeah, on average, I'm, you know, sometimes more. Um, it, it just depends on the weather and, and how I'm feeling. But if I go long, um, then it limits how frequently I can run. I just can't break, can't break single digits so far. So, and that sucks. That sucks. Yeah. Can you hike um, long? Yes. I have no issues hiking. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's just the impact of running. Cause it, okay. So the, the dorsiflexion on my right ankle is still slightly limited. Um, so I don't have any pain. That's the good news. Um, no pain, but if I'm on my feet with high impact for a long time, it carries up through and I just feel it in my hips and my back. Even on trail. Mm-hmm. But not, but no, hiking's not an issue. Just running on trail. Yeah. I mean, the, the ground's been super frozen, so I'm sure it's the equivalent to concrete at this yeah, point. Yeah. And I got to say, for, I haven't, I haven't run on a trail through the winter. So, I mean, I've hiked, but not. not oh, the run. snow, the snow's so soft today. It's nice. Softy. Six yeah. inches. And, and <laughs> you know, a little slippery. One thing you could do with, with limited dorsiflexion is try to get shoes with a, you know, with a good rocker on them, you know, that are, that are, you know, that are, mm-hmm. they're rounded up on the toes and the yep. heels so that so, you can. Yeah, I run. You can get sorry, some of that flex from the shoe, you know, and helps the I also up. run, I have a lift in my right heel, it, yep. only in my running and hiking shoes. Um, the rest of the shoes that I wear, um, I don't have that little bit of a lift because I don't want my body to get used to it. It's only when I'm doing, it's only what, you know, because if I have a lift in all the time, there's going to be no reason for, you know, my leg to ever let go. Um, so it's only for running and hiking. What about you, Sam? What do you got? So my uh, goal, this is my big training goal for the year, is to do two 100s this year, which yeah, I've never buddy. done. I want to I be like Sean. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm signed up for Vermont, and I agonized over doing Virgil Crest, and then I never, like – not doing something as an answer to. So I was, I concluded I wasn't into it and I signed up for, um, oh, I just, based on the name, you know what it is, Sean. In Hody? Out, no, out in uh, Arizona. Havelina. Havelina. Oh, that's that'll be nice. Oh, that's, that's a good right. one. Yeah. And it, it's, I, I mean, I love Arizona. One of my best friends lives on the other side of the mountain from, uh, from that race so yeah it'll be the big the big goal is doing two 100s and that it's interesting because i've in my endurance career you know when i was doing ironmans i never did two in one year um so hey you know it racing age 63 why not try it and so uh, what months what months are your two races so uh, Mid July and end of uh, October. Okay. All right. So three and a half months apart. And what's, what's the date of Havelina this year? It's 28, 29, I think. Okay. 
So yeah, it's right at the end, right before Halloween. Well, I might be interested in coming out and crewing for you if, and pacing nice. if you need it. Yeah, so I mean, Sophia wants wants to do it, but she has a hundred thousand other things she wants to do too. So we'll we'll see. I mean, she's in the um, Shenandoahs right now doing something. Yeah, she's looking at a job, trying to you know see if she wants to get a job somewhere else. Yeah, you know, li- live in the mountains somewhere. So nice. yeah, she's checking out the Blue Ridge and then down into North Carolina. I was gonna say um, if she's in if she's in uh, Virginia, Stanton or Staunton uh, is a is a cool little town. Um, probably big enough that she could have a business. Not be able to run right out her back door though. Like I think that's what she discussed that, at one time. But that's a that's a big priority for her is yeah. to be able to run to the trails. So it is nice. I have I I live like that and it's lovely. Yeah. So um, but yeah, this, the the two hundred milers is a big deal for me. But I've you know it's what is this my eighteen nineteen twenty. Sixth year training for those, so um, I feel like I've got enough confidence with that now. And um, but for me, uh, so this is the struggle piece of it. Is number one, this is always a struggle for me. I'm six foot two, 154 pounds, so I'm the stick man, and so I'm always strength limited, and uh, it really. I grind down as the season goes on. You know, you start racing in April by October. It's, it's going to be hard. So I have to be really careful after Vermont. And I have to just try to get as strong as I can right now. And I'll have to hit it again in April and September after Vermont. What are you doing for strength training? I do. Or what's your plan? I do two dedicated days a week where I just do leg work for an hour, you know, and it's, um, you know, squats and well, a series, I got about a dozen 12 to 15 exercises that I mix, mix up and, um, try this time of year to get as much to go, to be lifting as, as heavy as I can. Um, and then as I move towards the season, then it's more, just more reps and sort of medium weight. Um, what if, keep um, once you get closer to your races, like definitely, you know, definitely heavy lifting now, lower reps, but as you get closer to your races, what about doing yoga? And, and I'm specifically thinking slow flow because, then you're holding poses. Um, that's been one of my biggest strengtheners over the last couple months. Um, just, you know, holding the different positions for, for certain lengths of time. And you're not just stretching, you're, you're tensing and holding and there's so much core work that that might be something for you to because I I'm not a big fan of the fast power yoga, because I think for, at least for runners, because it moves so quickly. I think if you pop into a pose and if you're not, you know, if you have something going on with your hip and your spine isn't aligned, you can really hurt yourself. But at least when you're moving slower, you can actually get yourself into the right position. So you're holding a squat or you're, um, 
you know, your holding push-up position or the different, you know, core work you do could be super beneficial. Yeah, I mean, I do. I mean, I, I so it's a great idea. I do Pilates once a week. I was just going to so say Pilates too. Yeah. Yeah. So I've been doing that for two and a half years. I was doing it twice a week mm-hmm. up until about six months ago and my schedule, I just couldn't do it twice a week anymore. But mm-hmm. that's been really really good because it's the same type of thing, you know, where mm-hmm. there's, you know, sort of a strain, strain, stretch and a counter strain um, mm-hmm. type of thing. And it's, you know, it's all across your body. And this woman has all of the, all of the toys, you know, to do different things on. Um, so, and then, yeah, core work is, I herniated my L5 S1 20 years ago mm-hmm. and couldn't use my right leg for five weeks and uh, so I've since then it just scared the shit out of me. I do core work. Well, three, is it four times a week? Is the breakdown just your metabolism burning too many cal- calories? Like, I mean, is it? Could you could you ingest more calories and more protein to help minimize that that breakdown? I I I am aware that that's probably an issue. I probably don't get yeah. enough protein. I mean, I. I'm plant mostly plant-based and so getting pro enough protein is a challenge anyways. Um, so I'm trying to be better about that and supplementing with, you know, some, some shakes and things like that. Um, but it's, it's definitely a challenge for me to probably eat enough calories every day. What if you worked with a nutritionist too? Yeah. You could barter. Well, that's what I would have to do. Actually, I have two nutritionists in that I work on, so There you go. But yeah. uh um that's not a bad idea. Yeah, that's probably the next step to add into things. Yeah, I mean I I think that would probably if you're doing mm-hmm. all the other things, that might be where that missing puzzle piece really kind of falls in, right? Yeah, it's interesting. Even when I was not eating a vegan or plant-based diet, I was still like my weight just never changes. And uh so Yeah, but were you do were you doing the other things too, right? Like I you can like you can put one in and take one out and yeah, not, yeah. not get the effect of having both there, right? Yeah, when I was, I mean, when I was doing triathlon, it was, you know, I was two or three protein shakes a day and lots of calories and, you know, eating everything and still, but yeah, it was, then I was probably burning more calories with 20 hours a week training. So, so yeah, I, I may be breaking format. Now I'm the one all over the place, but I'm going to mention this because that's, you just mentioned one of the struggles that I was going to bring up is I'm struggling with the exact same thing with my nutrition. I, I'm also one of those people, like I don't, I don't gain or lose weight. I can notice my body composition changing at times. Um, but, um, I don't even own a scale, you know, I can fit into clothes that I've had for, that I've had for 20 years. But I'm also, you know, I'm also plant-based. I Left to my own devices, if I just wouldn't eat, I'm one of those people that forgets to eat. And 
if like somebody invented a pill that was like, okay, 2000 calories and all the exact <laughs> nutrients that I could they, take, I would take that. it every day. It's Do they really? Well, it's not a pill. It's the, if you take, so there's a couple shakes. Soylent is one of them. It's made of people. Um, and then, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I, the other, the other one is Huel, and they literally break down all your amino acids, your macros to like what the recommended dosages are, um, all your vitamins. Without, can they do it without dairy? Vitamins dairy and minerals. Really um. Mm, You'd have to look into it. They might be vegan. I'm not 100 percent sure off the top I, of my head. Sam, I'm with you. I don't eat enough. I'm I I know that for what I ask my body to do, and I definitely don't get enough protein. Well, um, I'm a fat fuck on this podcast, <laughs> aren't I? <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I could put I could put on weight so fast. God, is that one of your struggles, Sean? It's, well, it's it's not necessarily, but like I am right now in the process of trying to lean out for Western states because holidays and whatever. And like I've been doing so so much so much strength training, even though I am currently in the process of doing like heavy weights, low reps. Like I still hypertrophy. Like I put on yeah. muscle mass like super yeah. easy. You should. Um, like I'm. Like you can, I'm heavier now than I've probably been in the past four or five years because I've been lifting so much more. Um, but you can still like I still have ab definition. Definition like you can see my abs like they're not like popping hard, but like they're still there. Um, I mean, pretty impressive for a 43 year old guy, I would say for the most part. Um, yeah, but. But yeah, I could just, it, that's, it, this is, and this is, this is just body type. I got to tell you, cause I'd like never in my life have I ever looked at myself. Like actually the most cut I've ever been is when I was, um, when I actually was racing on the mountain bike. I remember like, I remember brushing my hair one time and looking at my arms and I was like, oh my God. But from mountain biking all the time, my arms and my back got really cut. That's the closest I've ever come to having like serious muscle definition. Yeah, Sorry. I get, I get, I get big fast. It's, it's, it's a curse I have to live with all the time. <laughs> no, you, I mean, whatever, whatever, whatever side you're on, you always want to be on the other side, right? I just, I, yeah. I feel like I just it's want to be human healthy. condition. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, gra the grass is always greener. Yeah. yeah. It, 100%. and you know, and at least for me, eating is always a struggle. I'm just not. I don't know. I mean, I, again, if I'm busy, I would, I would forget to do it. The the and interesting then, thing is about what Sam is saying about your muscle breakdown causing leading to injury is like, I have injury due to being too heavy on my like joints. My joints become mm -hmm. get extra wear and tear when I have extra weight on. You know, actually, the only time I've ever like really had to lose weight was um, so after um, after I gave birth the first time I remember. So maybe I had like 10 or 15 extra pounds. Right. And I remember when I started running, 
um, how much it hurt my knees. And now mind you, you know, my connective tissues are lax because of my hormones and whatnot. But it was like, oh my God, the feeling of extra weight in my body. I mean, when I was pregnant, yes, you're carrying extra weight, but you know, I, I, I felt sore and awful all the time while pregnant. So, but I really noticed it with like, you know, when I just had like, you know, 10 extra pounds or whatever it was, you know, to lose, um, you know, after, uh, you know, after babies were born, it hurts yes. my knees. Yeah. I'm significantly stronger than I was six months ago, but with the extra weight, like it it hurts like there's there's just like every two pounds that i like get closer to like race weight um i can i can feel a difference like i just i just there's less joint pain there's less i don't know inflammation in the joints because of that it's it's crazy like so that's does that where, mean you have to just lift less no i just have to clean up my diet a little bit um oh so it's all I nutrition a lot of it's nutrition yeah um I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll lean out partially because my mileage will get up high enough. Um, and the calories in will not equal the calories out, um, expenditure, which is like what Sam is saying. That's why I said, like, I think in order to like do that, I would have to eat way more on the weekends than I can possibly humanly probably ingest, um, beneficially. Um, but yeah, the, the. The, the lifting, this point, the hypertrophy aspect of my strength training, I think, is minimized. It, it's the initial, like, bulk from, like, putting in that, that strength work that, like, it just puts on pretty fast. And now it's... I think, too, I think, too, this time of year, and this is, I don't, this is my theory, so I don't know if there's any scientific data to back this up, but I think our metabolism slow down in the wintertime. Well, there's, and, you know, it's just, yeah, longer days and you're more yeah. sort of sedentary and things like that. So um, I think it just, it happens to me, you know, I mean, it, my body changes in the springtime yeah. as, you know, you get out and so. Well, your, and, your hormones change during the, as the year cycles. That's why I look like people like the spring love and stuff like that. The days get longer. Those hormones start to like change and like that does everything, right? Like if you think about like the way we are as humans, there was like cyclical, right? Like there was a lot of pseudo hibernation in the winter time and yep. a lot of activity that happens during the summertime and it's hasn't changed much. Nope. Nope. That's what I try and tell people is 200,000 years of, in a species you don't change overnight you know so is that is so is this on your list john is one of your goals and one of my goals and struggles uh yeah. i mean it is it is part of like it is i i don't know if it's necessarily my struggle but it's just it's in there it's just it's i could put that as a third struggle i guess is my thing <laughs> so what is yeah. on your talk list? to us what's so, on your list now, is this a goal or a struggle or both? We can, we'll just, I, apparently, I think we're kind of throwing both out there, right? Like, we whatever kind of, you, we, whatever you need, Sean. So, so has this, has the synergistics of this go? Um, so, right, my goal is, is I'm um, running Western states. I would really, really, really like 
to run a sub 24 Western States. Mm. I would that silver belt buckle. Like I have it, I have it up in my, my cubicle at work. Um, now the problem with that is there's about a billion and one things that are out of my control, right? Yeah. Like the fact that, that, that Palisades Tahoe is getting slammed with snow all winter and it's probably going to be a snow course and may reroute and, and what it's going to be like to get up to the top and to get up to the escarpment and like come down. That's totally out of my control. So, so is so is 95 degrees on the other so, side of the course or, too, or, or 110 or 115, right? Like whatever that is like, it's, it's all that. And that plays such a huge part into where the average runner finishes in the, that time frame, right? So we'll see, we'll see how that, that shakes out, but I'm going to do all the work necessary to provide myself the best opportunity to do that. And whatever happens on race days, whatever happens on race day. Yep. Um, the, Are you still working with your coach? Yep. Okay. Yep. Um, so yeah, I still, still working with Will. Um, and that's going good. The, the struggle that's, that's intertwined, the synergistic struggle of this <laughs> is, uh, is it like I ran into a bout of perineal tendinitis, um, which is, which is kind of sucked. It, it, it stopped me pretty much in my tracks for about a week. I, um, do you think that has anything to do with the hypertrophy and the weight gain you were just talking about? It's part of it. And then part of it is I tried a shoe and I, and, and this is the best part. So I ran two long runs in this shoe. Um, and it apparently doesn't fucking work for me. It's a, it was, so it was the, uh, whatever the Saucony endorphin edge, the, um, carbon plated trail shoe. Mm. Um, and I didn't run any short runs in it. I just was like, ah, it's comfortable enough. I can, let's see what a long run feels like in it. Um, and it, and it, I mean, it didn't feel bad. Um, and then I ran a second one in it. Um, and it seemed to, and I'm not sure if, right, like, I don't know if it's like, that's just anecdotal that like that happened or if that's causation or just correlation. I don't know. Like I, I'm not experimenting with it. Basically, the long and short of it is, I have a shoe that I know that works, that I run in all the time. That's not much different in weight, benefits, any of that stuff. And I find that like, just putting this shoe to the back burner and maybe test it out when I don't have a hundred billion miles to put in training and time. Then, um, yeah. Then we'll like. So we'll how are you? That. How are you rehabbing and training at the same time? Oh, dude, because my PT is awesome. Okay. Um, yeah. So I, uh, my chiropractor is awesome. My PT is awesome. Um, I also, I don't think I, I don't think I'm gonna need it, but I have started making routes to do like, um, um platelet injections. Um, to possibly add essentially increased blood flow to the area, but we're trending. Everything's trending in the proper direction as it is now. Um, working on ankle mobility, working on ankle stability, um, just to relieve some of that uh, perineal load. 
um, that um, it se seems to have been the aggravator, right? Um, you stretch but, stretching around the IT band and the bottom of your foot. Uh, so big toe, uh, big toe stretch, um, and my ankle mobility sucks. So because my calves, my calves are huge, um, and they're very tight. Yeah, and so, so like the the lack of lack of dorsiflexion, like Megan's problem, um, leads to me essentially turning foot out so that my pronation so that you can get through right yeah. so my yes. pronation creates the, the mobility mm -hmm. aspect of the run and then that puts mm -hmm. the added strain on the perineal so now if are we you can, having any hip or back issues from that uh no not really i mean okay my, for so, me it carries upstream i, I, right. I don't I feel mean, any pain in the ankle but it's, it's very upstream. connected to the it yep. band and up mm -hmm. into the glute medius and well, tfl so that's the thing, right? So I do get ham upper hamstring pain, like up in the the, the glute, right? Yeah. Like under the glute. Uh, that, okay, that, that makes sense. That yeah. that manifests, and then um, we're so we're also working on on um, hip abduction and stuff like that, and engaging yeah. the glutes, and that's adding adding strength into that. Um, Doing so, my favorite exercise called the fire hydrants. I like it just for the name because it's like the dog being on the fire hydrant. Yeah, no. So what I I I don't I do fire hydrants now as part of my prehab stuff when I'm lifting. Like so, I'll do like a, a a fire hydrant and a glute bridge and some hip hitches. What my PTs have me do is um, monster band walks. Yeah, but yes. with but with the yeah. but with the band not around my knees, no. around my feet, and that is like a, about a thousand times worse than it has yeah. ever been around the knees. I was like, I was like this, this fucking Wait sucks. a minute. So when it's around your feet, where do you feel it? Do you feel it in the same place? Dude, as, all, as all the way down the posterior everything. chain. Yeah. Yeah. It's, Cause it's, hmm. you get more leverage when it's up around your knees. You're only having to, you know, you can use your glutes and the big yeah. muscles in your thighs. And then when you put hmm. it down the bottom, it's a longer lever to try okay. and do that. So yeah, it's, it's interesting it's wild how much like engages everything like the pt he's a young dude um he was recommended to me by by our our friend jesse house it's the pa um his name's fletcher common if anyone cares it's in the simsbury area you should look him up if if you need work um he freaking he like gets a a wicked kick out of watching me like suffer through these band walks like when i'm in his presence Oh, I, all physical therapists do. I think that's why they get into it because so. they just love that aspect of productive torture. Yeah. We, I, th I think particularly they like people that think they're fit yes. and go and go. And then they're like, oh, you, you know, and they can point out all the imbalances or the weaknesses. Like, because yeah. we just we're just going in one plane, all of our movement. You know, well, trail runner, lateral. trail. Trail runners are a little better than road a little runners, bit, per but se. still, everybody, but still every runner, every forward, runner can yeah. do yeah. work on their hips, you know, for sure. They would benefit from it. Um, and so, so that's the that's the struggle that we're working through. But like everything seems to be trending positive. Um, I mean, I put in a, a sixty-five mile week this week, um, and so we're we're good. We're good. That's that. awesome. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna get there. You got plenty of time. Well, that's, that's the thing. It's worth, right. You get to that point in your training plan and your time 
and it's we're either gonna do this and make it through whatever we're dealing with or we have to pull the plug right like there's there's a certain point where you cross over and it's like well we can't we won't have enough time to to properly train and get through the event yeah but you got march april may you got three good months oh yeah but like if i was starting today if i had to like shut it down for for like two weeks we'd be in a bad spot yep so that's good yeah so so that's what we're, we're working through and then you know what'll happen is i'll get covid before like the race because <laughs> like whatever I, t- I tell you what it it flattened me like i really didn't expect you know when when i got it was it a month or so ago um it, you know, I was sick for like, I was sick for like three or four days, pretty sick, you know, running a high fever and the coughing and, you know, all that. But it was the afterwards. It took me about a month to feel human again and just to to feel, um, to get my sense of taste back. You, you want to talk about having a hard time eating when you have no mm. sense of taste or smell? That's really hard. Um, and well, actually, it was weird because that. I could taste salt. That was the one thing I could taste. And so, but the texture of the food would weird me out. And oh yeah, it's ridiculous. So yeah, don't, don't get COVID. Don't do it. I got, (laughs) I got no control over most of that. I mean, I, I suppose I do have some control over it. Yeah. Yeah. But not a ton. Don't go licking any railings. Just, you know. My favorite thing is to go to New Hampshire and wear a mask. Because I know at that point, I'm the only person in the state wearing a mask. So, you know, you all, I'm sorry, Megan. I don't want you to suffer, but you kind of get what you deserve, you know. Me? No, the state. (laughs) Oh, I'm like, what did I do? (laughs) I just want to let you know, Sam, that outside of the metro Boston area, you are probably the only person wearing a mask in New England. Oh, I know. In, in I'm New England. the biggest dork in the world. <laughs> I had a new client the other day, and he's like, I'm not part of the mask mafia. And I'm like, all right, we don't have to do this then. See you later. So, anyways, I just, I mean, Sean and I went out for a show like a month ago, and I was, went to, I was like running around with my mask on everywhere. And uh, all paranoid being in the same building, the same room with 4,000 other people. So uh, anyways, someday I'll get over that. It's okay. You got to feel comfortable. There's there's a lot of stuff going on right now. So the COVID, flu, RSV, pneumonia. Yep. Those are, that's what I'm seeing. Though I think, I think it's taken a down, at least in Connecticut, it's taken a downturn and it's not as, dramatic as it had been like right like everything kind of ramps up through december and january and then things are starting to settle back into normal plus like i think a lot of people had essentially i mean we're way off topic here but compromised (laughs) compromised immune systems from not interacting with other people and like wearing masks everywhere and like like being so isolated that like you got a cold and it was like, holy shit, the world's ending all of a sudden from like a common cold that like you would have gone to work with three yeah. years ago. So, yeah. um, so but, go to concerts, you know, so go to concerts, get your germs, yeah. get them all in. Well, I have to tell you, I thought that, so I had COVID of in February of 2020. So before we even knew what it was, 
Okay. And maybe and actually, allegedly. I, no, no, I did end up in the hospital. It was, it was pretty harsh, but, um, but I kind of figured I was immune because even last summer, so Bill and my two girls had COVID. And so I'm home with all of them. You know, I'm taking care of everybody. I didn't get sick. I've treated so many patients um, that have had COVID. Um, and I'm not just talking about like in their presence. I'm, you know, like active cardiac arrests or traumas or things where, you know, of course I have appropriate PPE on, but I was really thinking I was immune. So when I got COVID, I, I think I actually said out loud, I'm like, son of a bitch. What the heck? Like, seriously? Seriously? Um, yeah. It's so awesome. apparently this I'm not immune. Three years later, we're still talking about the same shit. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. The last podcast we recorded, we brought it up too. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I mean, you know, at, I, as a paramedic, I'm still wearing a mask. Um, as a therapist. Oh, I, you'll, you'll wear a mask forever as a paramedic. You're not well, ever getting away from that. Certain hospitals have dropped the requirement, but I just have it on. I, I yeah. just have it. It's, I, why wouldn't, I mean, I would have, yeah, no, <laughs> I, I have my mask on when I go to somebody, you know, when I go into somebody's house, I have one on in the hospital, depending, I can't keep track of what hospital wants, wants what, but, um, in my therapist job, I do not have a mask on unless the person um, has requested that I put a mask on, unless I had a cold, if they were immune compromised, something like, you know, if there's a reason for me to wear it. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I don't think there's any need to be a dick about anything, right? Like, I try I try not to be. I try. Uh, I, I mean, I'm, I'm going to be, a, I'm going to sound like a dick, but I, I would gladly put a mask on for anyone that wanted it. Even you, Sam, if you wanted me to put on a mask, I would have done it. I think you should put on a mask to record this podcast. Just so, I, I'll just wear. so I'm muffled. <laughs> so you make me sound, you do more sound. I have to do more sound editing. <laughs> oh, I, yeah, oh, I, God. <laughs> I used to have masks I, right here. I think I, I threw them I don't away. Know. Okay, uh, Sean is putting a uh, a post-it over his nose. That's what I got. Okay, so during the pandemic, um, I was in Whole Foods. <laughs> what? And this this was one of the best things I, I saw. This guy was in Whole Foods, and he had on, like, one of those World War One or two gas masks. Yep. A <laughs> gas like, mask, oh. huh? <laughs> Yep. I mean, World War One or two. I'm not I'm not that that kind of smart to be able to tell you from from, you know, what what war it was from. But it was definitely an old fashioned kind of gas. Did it smell like chlorine or uh, what were the gases? I, I wasn't going to World War I, I wasn't going to get that. I wasn't going to get that. They did. They used chlorine gas. Crazy, right? And, yeah. Um, it's horrible. Just they would bury barrels of it. And then when the wind would change the direction, they would open the barrels up so it would blow over the. Ugh. That, that stuff is so bad because it's heavier than air and yeah. it just settles into the trenches. And chlorine is like the one of the deadliest things you can breathe. Hmm. Or, I mean, it's it 
kills things. That's why they put it in pools. It's it's not good. Do you know what do you know what I did when I had COVID? Because I had no sense of smell. Did you douse yourself in my bathroom. I bleached my entire bathroom. I sprayed my bathroom, let it sit there. No one else was home. Let it sit there for about an hour. And, and you then sat in the off. middle of it, right? And got <laughs> Just all brain breathe damage. Deep, baby. <laughs> Oh, but my man. bathroom was nice and sparkly clean. So, so yeah. Right on. So all, right. all the things, you know, you got to clean up all the dog shit in the yard. Got to bleach the bathroom, you know, all the things that smell bad. Yep. Ooh, the dog shit. You could get that out fast. Boom. Yeah, right. That's not That's not my job. Bill does that. Well, actually, I mean, sometimes I do, but you he's- You can help he, him out. I could. I could. <laughs> So what's your next so, goal, Megan? Uh, well, we'll just fast forward. We'll just re redirect. Okay, so we hit the, the we tracks. hit the we hit the nutrition. Okay, so nutrition was another. I'm really trying to trying to focus on on what I eat. Um, tr just trying to eat better. So so that kind of came up. I sort of attached it to Sam's. My my other struggle goal is I am really working to find a life balance like so I do my therapist job probably three quarters of the time and I'm working as a paramedic half time I work a lot of hours um and I specialize in trauma so my work is um my work is exhausting I'm really good about taking care of myself um emotionally and spiritually and and physically like I exercise every morning and that helps me that helps me be present for work but there are just some days where there's a lot of trauma out there there's a lot of people going through some really harsh stuff and my job is to sit there and hold space and help them process and I have to tell you every once in a while it just gets to me and I come home and I am so tired um and so I don't have what, you know, I don't have like a normal job. <laughs> I have a job where um, I hear really bad things. I see really bad things and I just sort of have to roll with the punches. I'm, I still feel like I've been doing this for a while, but it, it changes. As soon as I think I have that balance, that way of taking care of myself, it, something will blindside me. And what I often have to do is like, I'll be driving home and let's say I have a really bad session or I had a really bad call. I just want to put it away. I just wanted to, I typically I would just listen to loud music and make it go away. Right. Um, however, what I would tell if you were a paramedic or a therapist or working with other people's trauma, what I would tell you is you got to call Drink somebody heavily. and talk about it. Yeah. 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 Let's, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to cross that one off my list. <laughs> Um, but, but like, others I, you know, can do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Others can. I, I, um, I, I cannot now I, I lost that privilege, um, 20 plus years ago, <laughs> but, uh, but what I often do is I'll call somebody who gets it. Like I'll call somebody who's also a paramedic or I'll call somebody who's also a therapist and like, oh my God, I had this, this seriously hard session. And Sam, I imagine that you your job probably comes close to mine because yours is you you have your hands on people so you I, I don't know maybe you have your hands in their trauma or injuries or whatever it is but 
I want to simply be able to hold space, do my job, do a good job without absorbing other people's stuff. And 95% of the time, I'm really good at it. But 5% you, of the time, I, mean, I get exhausted. Do you have, what? what is it when, I mean, do you have another therapist that you can regularly talk to mm-hmm. like every yep. two weeks or so? Okay. Yep, I do. Um, okay. Yep. And that's good. Yeah, yeah, it's it's like coaches need coaches, therapists need therapists. Yeah, absolutely. It, um, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. There's just key. there's just I see I see really tough stuff. That's it. You know, I just I see tough stuff, and uh, and I want to be able to. I don't want to ever be cranky and mean and an asshole and jaded because those people are out there. Um, I never. You know, it's something I don't want to do. But what this I was podcast is brought to you by Athletic Brewing Company. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Cranky, mean, and yeah, yeah. Um, but that's what happens. That's what happens when people get get jaded and tired and and don't take care of themselves. And I don't want to be one of those people. I want to still have a heart and be able to serve people, but not at the expense of myself. So I'm working yeah, on it. Exactly. I'm always working you on that. You just balance. have to. You have to. Yeah. Well, it's good you're aware of those, where the boundaries are and where the, where, you know, things are pushing in sometimes. So. And the other thing, and this is, this is the most amazing part of my life right now is my private practice and the fire department that I work at. They're both amazing. Like at my therapy practice, if I start to take on too many clients, someone will come up to me and go, or, you, you have a lot of clients. Are you sure you're doing like people check on me? You know, if I'm if I'm at the fire department, I was at the fire department the other day. We got back from a call and I just wanted to get out my notes really quick. I just wanted to get it done because it's, it's the worst part of the job. And um, fire chief walks in and he goes, what are you doing? I go, Man, I'm just finishing my notes from the last call. He's like, we're all eating breakfast. He's like, you need to come and eat breakfast with us. He's like, you need to eat. He don't know when you have another call and that note's not going anywhere. Come on, let's go. So, you know, when somebody reminds me to eat and reminds me to take a break, that's oh, it's it's an excellent workplace. So I've been really blessed with finding two places that um, it's it's like a family, you know, both places that I work and everybody takes care of each other. I genuinely like everyone I work with. So, I'm, you know, doing all the doing all the right things, but humbling myself to say, wow, that was really hard. Um Sometimes so was, I have to do that. Was that your goal or your struggle, Megan? Oh, I'm confused. It's both. See, I told you, mine were both. My goal is to to stay healthy and open and balanced. My struggle is to stay healthy and open and balanced. <laughs> Does that make sense? It's yeah. both. They could they go hand in hand for me. How do you quantify that? Mm, that's how. Right, because it's got to be it's got to be like quantifiable, actionable. Yeah. Um, okay, so so how I'm sleeping? Yeah. If I'm sleeping poorly, now mind you, if I'm on shift, if I'm on, if I'm doing like a you know an overnight shift, that's you know, I may not sleep well. But how I'm sleeping, my mood, um, if I find myself being very cranky. Oh, here's a good example, Sean. Do you remember like uh, was it a month ago, a couple weeks ago? I sat down to record a podcast and I'm calling you and I'm calling you and I'm calling you and I'd gotten the date screwed up. It was that we were, we were recording the next day when I get too busy. I start to do stuff like that. I start to drop balls. Um, you know, I miss appointments, I forget to pay a bill. Um, yeah, 
so when I start to do things like that, I'm like, ooh, okay, I got to slow down, step back and take care of myself. And, and in addition to, you know, all the exercise I do, so, you know, there's running, cycling, surfing, although we haven't been that much recently because of schedule and the tide, you know, <laughs> my life is dependent on the tide. Um, but I do meditate. Um, that, that makes a big difference. Um, and just try to be present in my body. That's, that's a hard thing to do when I'm getting stressed. Right on. Yeah. So, so it was both. Excellent. What do you got, Sam? Well, it's, it's, it's very small compared to what this, you know, what, you know, that's a big life balance thing that, that Megan's dealing with. So, uh, um, the two of us are always here too. If none of those other therapists, you won't get the same quality, uh, response, but, uh, <laughs> we're always here. You know, don't, but you don't know what want it... me in with you, Sam. <laughs> okay. <I'll be laughs> myself, you know? But you know, like when each of the people in my life, I know what you're good for. Like, I know everybody's strengths and you, weaknesses. You, you're good for nothing. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. Well, that's good. So, but yes, but thank you. Thank you, Sam. I will, I will reach out. Thank you very much. Um, so, yeah, I have, these are not connected. The last goal and uh, struggle. And um, I'll start with the struggle. Struggle is... Um, you had the peroneal tendonitis. I, I raced the end of January and didn't pay any attention to my body. It was a 16-mile road race, and that the Derry, New Hampshire, the race I love to hate. And uh, wait a minute, you did a race in Derry? And yeah, insane. Okay, you know that's like right next door to me. I would have. I liked, don't know where you live. Well. You should have told now, me, Meg. I'm okay. going to be in New Hampshire. Put your, put, your, put your address out right now, Meg. Okay. You almost, you almost did. It was awesome. You could have like, you could have like come to my house. I could have, I could have ridden my bike down the road to see you, you while you were racing. Geez, Sam. And boy, now I'm really hurt. Now I have to really struggle with my life balance. Thanks. See, that's my struggle. I fucked that up big time. You know. You did. You did. But, now uh, I'm sad. I had no idea you were up there. Yeah, it's that's the town so. next door to me. Yeah. Are you in London area? Um, I'm in Sandown. So, okay. um, so yeah. We I, don't have to get any more specific than that. So, well, yeah. That's okay. There's only 12 <laughs> people in our town. They're going to figure it out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, that was my big struggle is I didn't go to, to Megan's that day. Yeah, you know, right. If you'd gone to my house, I could have fed you. You could have showered. You could have, like, taken care of yourself. See? I Yeah, because I fucked up my left hip running, and I <clears throat> it tightened up. It was really hilly road race. Yes, and it is. Crashing down the hills. Mm-hmm. And it tightened up, and I just said, eh, I'm going to run as fast as I did 10 years ago. And uh, it was stupid. And I got to the, I, you know, it hurt coming across the finish line. I was still moving well, but I live an hour away, um, not right next door. So I stretched out, got in the car, drove home. Didn't come to my I, house. No, I didn't. Drove past Megan's house, said, hi, and- uh, Fuck you, Megan! <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I got home and I got yeah. out and I'm like, oh, 
oh my god i i can't like i couldn't walk on my on my, my hip was all messed up and tightened up big time sam you know i tell people this about this area where i live right i'm not at run. elevation yeah there's nothing yeah. flat and yeah. people think like and it's again no elevation but but it's it's like a roller coaster and it's I've just done this race like three or four times and I knew yeah. you know it's always a suffer fest. Yep. But I just I didn't take the feedback that my I was focused on my goal was speed and I didn't take the feedback my body was giving me and so I paid for it. Um had a great run today, I'm happy to say, but it's taken me like a month. And the biggest thing for me, and I you know, I I thought about you know, Megan, you must deal with this in spades, but like it's your mind gets in, you know, you go into this protecting mode and, oh, you know, I don't want to hurt myself. So, Mm -hmm. and it just completely screws up my gait. So, um, and it, and it, even when I can run, it's just this huge mental effort to say, okay, relax your hips, relax your quads. Mm -hmm. And like it's a constant narrative in my head. I hate it. And uh, I, you know, then I, I put on loud music to, you know, but, um, but that's, it's, I would say I'm like 85 to 90% back and um, actually doing a hike yesterday. It was a real, it was, I was post holing through snow and at some point up to my, you know, it was three feet deep. And as I got lost off of the trail in a couple spots, but uh, it was, I'm a, glad was I really, didn't have to come rescue you. Just, yeah, just saying. <laughs> I had that moment on Mananak where I'm like, "Fuck, this is the mountain where, you know, it's the most climbed and the most accidents in the world happen here. I'm gonna be. I don't want to be one of these people, you know. You don't. But, you uh, really don't. But I don't know. Something shifted. So, anyways, that's been that's been the struggle. I think I just have a little bit. You know, it's just continuing to get my brain to be a little more confident and relaxed with, with the running stride and things will be a lot better. But, um, and then the goal is, you know, Sean, not blow me off like you did. (laughs) That is my new highest priority goal. Okay. But (laughs) the one I prepared for this podcast was, um, I really appreciate Sean's offer to come out to Havelina, but he knows I'm going to be out for Western States for Sophia. So is to be, you know, the, I don't, I haven't crewed a lot for people through the years. So it's to be the best crew person I can. And, um, and to cheer, you know, Sean will be out there. There's, I know Amy Ruzecki's crewing, um, for somebody, um, Jenny, I forget what her last name is, but, uh, um, and there'll probably be some other Boston area folks too. So just uh, do do you know with with crewing what I yeah. what I say to people that have never done it before is I often think that when I crew it it's harder it, it would have been easier for me to run the race because I feel like you know just it's almost like it's like taking care of a sick it's like taking care of a sick child. <laughs> Right. And you you just have to be present. You have to show up. You have to roll with the punches. You have no idea what their mood is going to be like. You have no idea what they're going to eat. You have no idea what you're going to do. But you just say you just stay steady, calm and you don't react. 
you do what's needed. And then sometimes, sometimes you have to give hugs. Other times you got to be mean and it's just rolling with the, rolling with the punches, knowing what's going on and just showing up and being present despite how tired you actually are. I mean, well, that's the other bonus is you get to drive like 125 miles over 24 hours on some shit back roads, right? And then exactly. hike yep. all your stuff in. And yeah, no, I and wait for it. Yeah. Your your thoughts are dead on. I mean, I'm it, it's very much like I have two grandchildren. It's very much like dealing with them at some point, mm-hmm. you know. And yep. Sean witnessed me at at one of my races being like, I don't want that. You know, that's <laughs> my my favorite Sam moment ever. I don't fucking know what I want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just like a just like a 11 year old hormonal mm-hmm. teenager. Yep. Petulant child. Yes, yes. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my goal is to be as good a I mean it's it's gonna be a big deal for my daughter. And so, stay organized. I, that's the other thing. Stay well, organized. Yeah. Um and, and she has no problem like putting me in my place. So, you know, I will uh I will be on task. Yeah. So that's it for me. Right on. All right. Okay, Sean, what you got? So my current struggle is really not much different from yours, Meg, about life balance and stuff like that. Like I was right. We're recording late tonight for mm-hmm. podcast. Yeah. Um, my day started at six o'clock this morning and I have not stopped doing stuff since six o'clock this morning. Like I got up, went for my long run, got back from my long run wrote athlete schedules and like scoured over athlete work for the week and how they're doing and made reached out to them. Then I lifted and then, you know, ate some food and then came here and we're recording this and then I'm going to eat dinner and then I'm going to go to bed and then I'm going to get up and I'm going to work. And so like the cycle just goes. And so my concern is not, and it's the miles increase going towards Western States. My concern is not the, A, I want to be, as right the reason like i don't pick a ton of athletes is so that i can be present for my athletes and provide them the best service that like they should get i like want to be present for my family like it's just trying to get everything really really like fine-tuned and jammed in when like people say like oh can you like do this this weekend my answer is almost always no because i've already had like six different things like planned for that weekend. And I've like wedged everything into like that, like, like point that it is. So really it's just about finding the time and not burning out with that. Right. Like it's, it's one thing, it's one thing to find the time, but it's also to really kind of remember that it's fucking fun that we do this stuff and it should be treated as such. And the reason we all kind of got into coaching is because we love it and that we like love putting that effort into it and talking to people about it and seeing people and, you know, engaging in that, um, you know, reading it, what, what, like the learning aspect of like all of that shit is kind of why we do it. Right. Um, and then, you know, why we run and do all that aside, like 
it's because we love that. And like, why do we interact with our family? Cause we love that. So it's just kind of trying to get it all lined up and together. Um, is, is it's not fucking easy. And so, so what are you doing to take care of yourself? Well, that's, I mean, what am I doing? Do, so I don't have, I don't have like stuff I have to work through post like post work, right? Like my work some mm -hmm. days, some days my work sucks. Some days my work is pretty easy, but I'm pretty tied down to a very strict structure in my work. Um, but still so, the nature of having a busy schedule, um, it's going to cause stress in itself. Yeah. Well, so I, you I just go have to, to find things that support you, but well, that's the that thing. aren't it's work. Like, so like, so, I mean, part of that is like, is my running, right? Like running in, in athletics. That's like what I do. Um, part of that involves my social life, right? Like that, that kind of, they're like, this is intertwined with this, which is also intertwined with work and also right. Kind of all like they, they just kind of intertwine in a lot of ways. Um, and as far as like taking care of myself, like the most important thing is like, I have now that I'm not in shift work is the constant sleep like pattern being able to go to bed at like nine 30 and then wake up and there's days where I work at home and I get to like sleep almost an extra like 45 minutes vice having to like commute into work. And that shit's fucking golden. Like, isn't as, that nice? As, yeah. It's as, one of my favorites too. <laughs> as, as like, it like being off a of shift work, having done it for 25 years or 20 years, however long it was, it's, it's, no, 25. It's amazing. Like that, that allows for so much more recovery and mental, like mental clarity that didn't exist before. Now the downside of that, it, uh, the being off shift work is now when things get planned on weekends, I'm always present for those too. Right. Like before I'd be like, well, I got to work so I can, you guys go ahead, have fun. Now it's, part of that family. So it just, it adds a layer to it, but at least I'm rested and, and available to that. Like I said, I don't have a problem eating. That's not, not a problem on my part. I won't forget to eat. Even with COVID, I ate plenty. <laughs> um, even though I couldn't taste anything. Um, so that's, that's how, that's, that's kind of the, that struggle. Um, and I think what my goal is um, kind of doesn't, it doesn't, it's not a part of that, but it kind of layers in is right. Like I, I have so many things layered here is I want to start adding an actual, uh, formulated like mental training plan into my physical training plan. And I don't mean that like meditation. I mean like mental training towards the aspect of, um, athletic performance, right? Like I, that, Piece so can help you more more david goggins podcasts dude all that's all i'm gonna listen to all day long just i just want david <laughs> goggins to tell me i'm a piece of shit all day long toughen <laughs> up yeah, i don't get even know what he says get, get tougher buttercup um yeah so so i i want to kind of there's there's some things that i've, I've looked into there's um there's actually someone a, like a professional sports psychologist. Yes. Not that That's you're not, I mean. Megan. But um, no, no. But I couldn't. I, I with with therapy and 
you, yeah. we can't work with people we know. What, I would have, yeah, you can't was, do what that. What I was going to no, say no. is there's, there's an actual, um, he created a, um, a training plan that falls into training peaks. It's kind of modifiable. Like it's, it has like general principles and it's a 12 week training plan and you kind of like break it down. There's a really interested podcast and I forget the guy's name. I have to, I would, I'm, I'm remiss. I, we can put it in the show notes when I think about it, but he did um, a podcast with uh, Jason Coop and uh, kind of like broke down like that integration and the, what if you actually went and saw a sports psychologist? That's right. Like that's what I think that's because it's very hard work to do on your own. I, I just don't think you can do it on your own. Yeah. Um, we're, I mean, we're gonna, we're you're gonna not going to, you're not going to do any harm, Yeah. but, but when it comes to that kind of work, um, you need that, you need that objective person at times to help you push through whatever blocks you may have. Yeah. I don't know. We'll, we'll see what, what comes up. I think just the visualization practice, the whatever, whatever the motivational visualization, like whatever type of practice, adding that in as a structured is, is a, is a goal. Mm -hmm. And, and if that's like lazy foundation where I want to take it further, we'll see. Um, but, but that's, that's the, the goal. I just have to figure out how to layer it in. And the idea of actually like going to see another person when I'm already like seeing a PT and a Cairo and a you massage could do it therapist. Over, you could do it over telehealth. Yeah. Yeah. I, I still, still, we're yeah. like, we're, we're intertwining lots of time here. Yeah, so, that's true. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's just super hard work. It's just super hard work to do on your own. Um, you can't be your own, you can't be your own therapist. And we all have blocks. We all have, we all have places we don't want to go. And oftentimes when we go those places, if you feel safe to go them with some, you know, with go there with somebody else, it can help us just make a lot of progress because a lot of times we just don't realize, we just don't realize what's in our way. Yeah. And, and like I said, maybe, maybe there's that aspect of it, the therapeutic aspect of it, but right now it's more of the trying to just notch time for mental focus but what I'm saying training. is it's, it's, yeah. it's both. And that's yeah. why when you, you know, if you see a sports psychologist, it's, it's both because yeah. you can't, yeah, you can't, you can't isolate them out there. It's all, it's all linked. So that's yeah. that. I don't know. There you go. It's all connected. Two that's and two. Sam, that's what Sam said. Well, and, but you guys both too, with the kids, the ages that they are, you guys are in the middle of like the busiest parts of your life. And, uh, you know, when they move to, you know, even when they get to be 16 or something like that, you know, and they start doing more time with their friends becomes easier. But I, you know, I didn't, I wasn't doing a lot of this endurance training when my kids were zero to 12. You know, I was going to the gym three times a week and doing, you know, go for a bike ride on the weekend yeah. and calling it good. So to do this, all the stuff you're doing is, you know, is impressive, it well, is, but it's, it's a balancing act, yeah. you know? And I, I, I thank God, like my kids are very independent. My wife, like I said, works at home though. Her business has been very busy as of late, um, with her like involvement in that, um, and I've been very blessed with that. Like my, my buddy who's got a two-year-old 
his whole and he's a and he's a he's a fucking firefighter and works two days a week. So like, and his life is always fucking chaotic because his daughter's mm-hmm. like his daughter's too, and it's like yeah. And he's the primary, like, at that point, because he works two days a week, he's the primary care parent for the child while his wife works. So, yeah. Yep, it's not easy. All right. Yeah. So, Sean actually picked our song today. (laughs) And, Sean, why did you pick this song today, please? Well, Well, Megan... It's as we're recording February 26th, and you figure about the time that this ends up getting released, we'll be marching into the the high holiday as it is, um, the greatest holiday of the year. The Ides um, of March, right? And, yeah the 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 Happy St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. Um, so I picked, or as uh, my pop up used to call it, Amateur Day. Yeah, dude. Well, <laughs> only when it comes to boozing, right? Like it's, um, yeah. So I picked "If I Ever Leave This World Alive" by Flog and Molly. Um, I did just see Flog and Molly down in in Jersey, and dude, that lead singer. I did not know how old he was. I think he said he was sixty three years old. Um, and he is fucking amazing. Yeah, you know Sam's like yes. Yeah. You know, watch out for us 63-year-olds, you know? Fuck it, man. If I, if I can move half as well as the two of you at 63, I'll feel pretty good about life. I 100%. Dude, he was, he was fucking awesome. It was, it was a good show all around. I got to see some good friends. Um, and this is my wife's favorite song by the band. So Nice. Awesome. Nice. Sam, thank you, for, thank you for joining us. Sure. It's always, it's always nice to get the gang together. Even if you just drive right by my house, you know, it's okay. I'll never make that mistake again. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, but seriously, thanks. Thanks for joining us, Sean. Thanks for picking such a, such a great song. I love your music, you know? (laughs) Have you you heard this song before, Megan? No, no, I have not. (laughs) You might like it. You don't know. I know. And actually I do, I do flogging Molly. I like them. They're, they're all right. Um, but I don't know. We just rank on each other's music so much. <laughs> I figured it would throw you if I told you how much I enjoyed your musical selections. Excellent. Well, y'all have a wonderful night. I got to go eat some food now. Cool. Yeah, bye, guys. You too. See don't ya. forget to eat food, both of you. Yeah. Thank lots you. Of it. <laughs> okay. If I ever leave this world alive, well, thank you for the things you did in my life. If I ever leave this world alive, I'll come back down and sit beside your feet tonight. Wherever I am, you'll always be more than just a memory. If I ever leave this world sadness that I left behind If I ever leave this world alive, the madness that you feel 
Okay. 